Oh yeah, killing it, killing it. The ghostly, they say it's beautiful. Well, welcome back, you know, everybody. Uh, we hope you had a, had a, enjoyed the first episode of season three uh, with Wild Trees last week. We come live and direct to you from the future. Here we are, and uh, today, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get into a, a creepy one. We got kind of a creepy episode for him today, Ray. Don't you think? Oh, I agree. This one here is fascinating. Yeah, the we got the Baba Yaga today, um, which is kind of like uh, the Slavic a witch to the you know in Slavic folklore. Um, now, witches have always really creeped me out. You know, they're they they're not their presence isn't really that intimidating in the sense of like rip your head off. You know what I mean? Throw you in the gutters type stuff. Um, you know, girl power. Some might say that. You, why would you be? How could you be worried about? You know, a lady coming after trying to get you. You know what I mean? I was I was giving it up to the witches uh, years ago before it was cool. You know what I mean? There's just something about it that, and they're the most human-like too, which is interesting. Of all the kind of ghouls, they're the most human-like, but still incredibly creepy. You know. I wonder if it goes back to the old Wizard of Oz. You know, that had kind of effect on a lot of people. And you get three types of witches up in that film. You know what I mean? You got the good witch, the nerd witch, and the wicked witch. But today we get into the Slavic wicked witch, Baba Yaga. Now, Ray, when did Baba Yaga first show up on your radar? Uh, when you mentioned it? That was it, huh? That was it. Witches, well, they've been around for a long while. You go back to medieval times, and they were associated with woman, witchcraft, and Satanism. Yeah. Currently, today, witches, you can have male witches, you can have female witches, and it's more of a Wiccan thing, not, necessar- not necessarily Satan. Now, the Wiccan thing is just they, uh, they worship the earth, right? That's the whole Wiccan thing. Uh, you have the goddess, and you have the earth and the powers. They're connected to it. Uh, it's a whole different thing. I've been trying to get someone who runs a coven, but I don't think I'll be able to to join us to explain it in details. But, yeah, it's more like an earth religion. Yeah. Which you could almost see, you know, worshipping the earth uh, kind of makes sense. And when, when you look at all of the different things, it kind of looks like, well, that's an interesting one to kind of get behind because the earth has been here as long as we've been here longer. And um, it gives us a lot of things. It allows for a lot of things. Um, and yes, I could, I could see people thinking that earth itself, mother nature and the environment was God was like a God type deal. I think it's mixed in there with it, for sure. But that would be a cool guest. Right after my comments I just made right there, we'll probably never get them as a guest. But that would have been a great guest to have on the show. You know what I mean? Now, Baba Yaga first popped into my mind. Uh, I think I heard it a song or something like that. A song lyric, perhaps. Um, And I just remember it always being like a very creepy thing. And I, I took it as another for like another name for uh, Satanus, you know what I mean? The devil. Um, but I was, I was, I was uh, surprised. Uh, I can't say pleasantly surprised, but I was uh, surprised to hear that it was a, a witch. You know what I mean? Which, like I said, it's very creepy. You know what I mean? Um, 
Ray, have you ever had any altercations with witches in your day? Altercations? No. I have, uh, if you're talking the Wiccan aspect, yes, I've known some. I've even taken part in some of their ceremonies. Not much like everything that's good and bad, right? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Light, uh, witches that are light and witches that are darkness. Yeah. You know, I know in season one, we had an episode with Insane Shane McCain. I always like to go back to. The only thing that's wrong with that episode is that my brother over here was not in it. But outside of that, I think it's a pretty uh, creepy episode. Uh, Insane Shane McCain is a big jokester. But the actual stories that he tell in that give me chills to this day when I think about them. That's how horrifying they are. And those are kind of stories about bad experiences with uh, witches, which I thought was really something else. Now, l- listen to the episode, and, and you be the judge what that is. But, yeah, I thought that was very, thought that was a very, uh, ooh, spooky, spooky, Ray. You know what I mean? And I have the, the famous story uh, I like to tell of my uncle, Real quick for anybody who's new to the show. Hopefully we got some new listeners up here. Um, you know, my uncle, when he was a teenager, used to have these nightmares. His story he told me, he used to have these nightmares of a witch in the corner of his room that would just kind of look at him, point, and laugh uh, in the dark corners of his room. And he said he'd be, he used to scare the shite out of him. You know what I mean? And later in life, he had a kid, and the kid was crying in his room one night. And, you know, he went into the room and he said, hey, buckaroo, what's the problem? And I guess the my, my cousin said, well, there's this witch in the corner of the room laughing at me. And uh, he said he got goosebumps all up and down his body. Not just a book, you know, not just the books, but he got the physical goosebumps. And... Uh, I remember getting goosebumps when I heard that story. Now, right now, what's the where there, there's going to be a line here where there's the fairy tale witch. Like as I look at you, I, I'm I'm blessed to be able to see your face. The audience unfortunately cannot see it, but the look that you gave me is there's got to be mondo differences. You know, the media has portrayed uh, witches, so to speak, because when I think of a witch. You have your you have the regular witches that are, are human like so to like well that witches in general are kind of human like but ones that you would see at the grocery store that you know uh, probably closer to the Wiccan thing you were talking about where it's not over the top so to speak it's just regular everyday people that you know believe and practice a certain thing and then there's also like the Shane stories where it is a little over that they were. It, it 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 got over the top, you know what I mean? But it was like it started with regular everyday people. They were all kind of, you know, mean, wicked pe- ladies, unfortunately, uh, because we're dealing with witches and not warlocks here. But they were all kind of mean and, and, and unfortunate to be around folks, supposedly, as the story goes. But, like, it played out almost once the craziness started, it did kind of vibe with something almost out of a fairy tale you know what i mean like 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 that type deal like within dreams like i know that shane went into 
uh, in his his dealings, he would in his dream he was approached by things, which I thought was a very interesting way to approach it. You know what I mean? I won't spoil anything for anybody who has to listen to that episode because it's definitely uh, a classic. I feel uh, of the show, even though we don't have the boot man there, but. That's why I can never give it the full five stars like we talked about. So, you know, have you heard any stories of, like, these bad type of witches? Uh, there are, but they do is um, they use ritual, connect with dark forces. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily Satanism, but they're darker, the darker side of nature or things uh, on the other side. Yeah. And they, they use the spells and the powers there to try and exert their will over people. Yeah. And there's, there's usually a price to pay anytime you deal with that, but um, that's how they try and get control over people and situations, by turning to, a, to the darker forces and using the rituals and the spells that they, that they know to be able to manipulate those and uh, use them. I mean, you could have someone that could technically be called a witch, there are certain rituals and stones that can be used to call a jinn to control it. Yeah. And that, that can be a dark force. Um, I would not say anybody in the Satanism is a witch. I won't say that. But they, they will use some other things that exist out there on the other side mm-hmm. to try and manipulate and come after you if you uh, piss them off or even if they just want something. Yeah. I support that, though, you know what I mean? I definitely, that's a, it's very interesting stuff. It's uh, spooktacular. I think it's pretty spooktacular. Now, you know, with the whole witch deal, that's something with, you know, Halloween costumes and stuff like that has kind of been run amok with pop culture. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Uh, people don't, you know, there aren't no real Frankensteins or real Draculas out there, you know what I mean? Knock on wood, this is mostly ghostly, you know what I mean? You never know. But, like, the witch seems to be, um, you know, one of those, you know, it's, it's definitely the whole name has been kind of brought to a different place, you know what I mean, outside of Rick. Because, you know, the witches that are witches kind of take pride in it, you know what I mean? They're not... Like, they'll call themselves, they call themselves white witches, I believe, right? Uh, some do. Many just don't bother using the name witch. Because that's kind of a bad bad vibe, you know what I mean? That's like getting put on a gang list or something. Yeah, it's just the, uh, what people associate with witch, they don't. And yeah. so they don't bother using the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, we're going to pop into this Baba Yaga. We're Madhya Babaran, y'all. In Slavic folklore, Baba Yaga, also spelled Baba Jaga with a J from the Polish, uh, is a supernatural being uh, or one of a trio of sisters of the same name. That that sounds very creepy in itself. I like that, though. One of a trio of sisters of the same name who appears as a deformed and or ferocious-looking woman. Uh, in Russian fairy tales, Baba Yaga flies around in a mortar, wields a pestle, and dwells deep into the forest in a hut usually described as standing on a chicken legs, 
Baba Yaga may help or hinder those who encounter or seek her out and may play maternal role. Uh, she has associations with forest wildlife. According to Vladimir Plop's folktale morphology, Baba Yaga commonly appears as either a donor or a villain, or maybe an altogether ambiguous. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, chicken legs. That's very kind of creepy. You know what I mean? The 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 that whenever you see like your hair, see even more so see, but whenever you I uh, hear of something with like uh, like a mashup hat, you know, that's just out of place like that. It's very like the Blair Witch comes to mind. You know what I mean? The Blair Witch was supposed to, have, I believe, be half woman. Um, almost half animal, hair of a horse, and, you know, a bunch of crazy weird things. Um, but very crazy stuff. Now, the description of it is very kind of funkadelic. You know what I mean? Uh, I can support that. Uh, they say it's about a five-foot-tall sorceress was said to be of godlike intelligence, but very physically ugly. She had a long, warty nose, a skeletal frame, a thin white hair, or rather, thin, thin white hair, not more than just one. Uh, she had a sharp, iron-like teeth and fingers that curved into claws. So you don't want to get clawed up by that, for sure. On occasion, she had a rather plump frame. It was uncertain whether her changing frame was due to having recently eaten or simply on a whim of preference. So, uh, yeah, that's some scary shite, dude, to go back to before. Um... But yeah, I like that. That's a very a crazy visual, you know what I mean? Long, warty nose, you know, that's where it comes from, I guess. The skeletal frame, you know what I mean? Not anything, some sickly sick is what I'm thinking right there, you know what I mean? Uh, and thin white hair, you know what I mean? So very kind of uh, few and far between, you know what I mean? Sharp, iron-like teeth, and the fingers that curled in the claws you don't want to deal with that you know what i mean what's that vision what's the visual you get what's the vibe you getting from that visual ray uh besides someone i dated uh <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. uh and i turned that one down yeah. uh, it's pretty gruesome what what i'm getting is a lot of like uh well, a combination of things. One is stories you might tell kids to keep them out of the woods. Yeah. Keep them from straying too far. I also can see why if they associate this witch with a threat or evil, they're not going to make her beautiful unless she, she's a, a seductress. But for the most part, they're going to try and emphasize the evil part by making her ugly and threatening so that uh, people don't want to associate uh, with the evil aspect and with this witch. They're making her unattractive to keep you to, to keep you away to scare you away. Yeah. Also, yeah. if you're, if you're talking about someone who actually is evil, um, anything beautiful about them is a deception because the evil comes through. Right. Although we do, you know, in, in a lot of this, you do hear beauty with evil sometimes, so it takes many forms. You usually from from the tales that I've read. And quite often what happens is the beauty is presented. Yeah. But once they've got their hooks into you, then the evil shows itself, the true form. 
It's like the scene in The Shining in the bathtub with the lady. Uh, don't remember that one off the top of my head. Jack goes into the room and she's in the bathtub, beautiful young lady. And uh, he goes over and he go, gives her a kiss and he's giving her a big hug. And you get the reverse shot of it being like a, a, later, a lady in her older years, dead with uh, patches of decaying body on her. On her. Yeah, it's quite a visual. Well. One, one aspect of evil is it wants to seduce you. It wants to get you to pull you in thinking it's something that it's that uh, get you thinking it's something that it's not. So it's going to present as what you want. And for a majority of uh, healthy males, that's going to be a beautiful woman. True. And it's true nature. It, the true nature of evil comes out once it has you. Yeah. But then, then it's over. Truth. You know, she was known to have fickle nature. Being dangerously unpredictable, equally as likely to eat her worshippers as she was to aid them. Um, politeness would not guarantee her favor, nor would rudeness ensure incurring her wrath. You know, that's kind of devil-like when I hit, read that, because that's one thing I, you know, growing up in the church, it's like, they'll go, oh, the devil, yeah, you know, he might try and come off as a cool cat, cool cat daddy, but... You could worship the devil all you want, and then one day he's just gonna turn his back on you. You know what I mean? So, like the the, the lowest of the low, the slime ball, slime ball stuff. You know, um, yeah. So, like, there's there's that aspect to it, which uh, is any good cult leader, I guess. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta mix them up a little bit. You know, you always gotta keep them guessing type deal, but. uh yeah, that's very interesting. She, you know, she was willing to offer people some of uh, her secrets in return for another. The bargains she offered people were also uh, more dangerously worded than those of any fay. So, yeah. Very tricky. She was a shyster, Ray. Oh, yeah. She was a dirty shyster. Um. Andreas Joyne Johns identifies Baba Yaga as one of the most memorable and distinctive figures in Eastern European folklore and observes that she is uh, enigmatic and often exhibits striking ambiguity. Uh, Johns summarizes that Baba Yaga, as many as a many faceted figure capable of inspiring researchers to see her as a cloud, moon, death, winter, snake, bird, pelican, or earth goddess, uh, you know, totemic, uh, matriarchal, ancestress, female initiator, phallic mother, or archetypal image. Now, the earth goddess, is that supposed to be God? Earth is a god? Is that what that is? Uh, no, no, that's the, uh, that's the uh, feminine aspect of the god. If you go into many Earth religions and some Wiccan, what you have is there is um, the Godhead or the divine is neither female or male. It's a combination of both. Ultimately, it is one, but it has two aspects, a male side and a female side. Yeah, yeah, the phallic mother as well, you know, describes uh, any woman possessing traditionally masculine characteristics. You know what I mean? 
female initiator an archetypical image that's a good band name we're gonna have to make an album uh by the by season five maybe there'll be a mostly ghostly album by all these songs we've talked about throughout the years uh, i think that's what the people really want you know what i mean um, variations of the name Baba Yaga are found in many Eastern Slavic languages. The first element is a babble word. Uh, in Old East Slavic, Baba means midwife, sorceress, or fortune teller. Gives the word, whoo, I'm not going to murder that one, but it's Baba Shuka, or grandmother. Um, there's a word that I left out of there because I, I, I didn't want to do the injustice. Now, in modern Russia, in uh, Babsia, meaning grandmother in Polish, and in serbo croatian Macedonian, and Bulgarian, uh, Baba means grandmother or old woman. You know what I mean? So you got that. It's uh, ancient over here. In contemporary Polish and Russian, Baba is the pejorative synonym for women, especially one that is old, dirty, or foolish. Well, that's just not nice. Baba may also have uh out of connotation in modern Russian, both for women as well as for the effeminate, timid, and character characterless man. There ain't nothing worse than being called a characterless man. You know what I mean? That's fighting. That's killing, killing fucking words right there. As with other kinship terms in Slavic languages, Baba may be used in other ways potentially as a result of taboo. It may be applied to, a ver- to various animals, natural phenomena, and objects such as types of mushrooms. I wonder if they're magical trippy mushrooms, cake or pears. In the Pol- in Polesia region of Ukraine, uh, shout out to the Ukraine people right now, the plural baby may refer to an autumn funeral feast. That don't sound good. The element may appear as a means of glossing the second element, ayaga, with a familiar component, or may also have been applied as the means of distinguishing Baba Yaga from a male counterpart. Now, Yaga is more of a, a problematic, and there is no clear consensus among scholars about this meaning. In the 19th century, Alexandra Afanzve proposed the derivation of uh, Proto-Slavic man. There's a lot of... Yeah, that's tough, man. Uh, This (laughs) etymology had been explored by 20th century scholars related to terms appear in Serbo-Croatian Jeza, which is a horror, shudder, or chill. Um, Slovene meaning uh, Jezza, meaning anger, old Zach, old Czech, uh, Jez, which is witch. I think one of that's what Jezebel comes from. Legendary evil female being, modern Czech, Jeznica, wicked woman, nymph, um, Polish, Jezra, witch or evil woman. The term appears in old church Slavic as disease and other Indo-European languages. Um, it's been linked to Lithuania, uh, as in to NG, to abuse continuously, um, to belittle or exploit. That's kind of, that's deep, you know what I mean? And then Old English is Inca, which is mean doubt, worry, and pain. And the, the Old Norse, Eki, 
which is pain and worry. So this has a whole lot of bad vibes that come with this. You know what I mean? It's, to me, it sounds like a couple of things. One is that, like you earlier, you had said that it lives, uh, or it lives, let's say, in a hut in the woods. Yeah. So what you're doing is you got a negative attitude towards an outsider. And because, and if you go back to the culture where some of these legends came from, you had a lot of small villages, and yeah. no one trusted an outsider because <clears throat> that they would be could necessarily be a lot of trouble. They might bring in disease. They might bring trouble. So uh, it's definitely pushing this person out and away from the clan or the closed group of the village. It also sounds very patriarchal. It's kind of like, okay, this story came from the lips of men, uh, and they were trying to list everything about a woman they didn't like. Her, you know, her sexual power. Oh, she nags me. Oh, she's nasty here. It's kind of like, they put all that together and made it into a demon. <laughs> right. Made it in, in, into this female thing that's going to come and take take your life, your energy away. Oh, she's fickle. She can like you one minute, and then the next minute she wants to kill you. And everything that people make sometimes memes or jokes about now uh, really is kind of mirrored or originated in a lot of those old legends. Yeah. I'm with that. The first clear reference to Baba Yaga occurs in 1755. Uh, Mikhail V. Lamansov's Rosikia Grammatica, meaning Russian grammar. Uh, in, in his grammar, Baba Yaga is mentioned twice among other figures, largely from Slavic tradition. The second of the two mentions occurs within a list of Slavic gods and beings next to their presumed equivalents in Roman mythology. The Slavic god Peron, for example, appears equated with the Roman god Jupiter. Baba Yaga, however, appears in the third section without an equivalence, highlighting her perceived uniqueness even in the first known adaptation. Uh, in the narratives in which Baba Yaga appears, she displays a variety of typical attributes, a turning chicken-legged hut and a mortar, a pestle and mopper broom, so that's where the broom comes from, I'm assuming, with, 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 I guess the American witch would go for, which we, I guess you would have to, you would have to, you know, thank the Wizard of Oz, I think, heavily in some of the earlier, you know, folklore stories for that. Baba Yaga frequently bears the epithet Baba Laga Costania Naga, meaning bony leg. And when inside of her dwelling, she may be found stretched out over the stove, just chilling, catching some heat, um, reaching from one corner of the hut to another, creepy stuff. Baba Yaga may uh, sense and mention the Ruskin Dakum, which is Russian scent, of those that visit her. Her nose may stick into the ceiling. Particular emphasis may be placed by some narrators on the repulsiveness of her nose, breasts, buttocks, or vagina. I know some pictures show her nose, and it's way bigger than the nose that we would know for, you know, our American Halloween time witch, where you just got, you know what I mean? This one almost looks like a beak. You know, it has that pelican look, like said we said before. Um... Now, people aren't dealing, they don't like the scent, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Um, she, repulsiveness of her nose, 
her breasts. I wonder why her breasts. Do you think that it's? Do you think the fact that they would just they'd be out for people to see would be something back in that era that they would call repulsive? Uh, repulsive, associated with sin or evil, uh, seductive. Yeah, maybe that explains breast, buttocks, and vagina by the fact that they were, you know, and like we said, people a girl walk, girl walks around naked back then. They're gonna take you as the devil, anyways. You know what I mean? Wow, well, how could she be tempting people like that? You know what I mean? And some tales of a, tr- of tr- a trio of Baba Yaga's appear as sisters, uh, all sharing the same name. For example, in a version of the Maiden Tsar, collected in the 19th century by Alexander Afanesov, Ivan, a handsome merchant's son, makes his way to the home of one of three Baba Yagas. Uh, he journeyed onwards. This is a, we'll take this as from, uh, took it from his book. Um, so all credit due. He journeyed straight ahead and finally came to a little hut. It stood in the open field, turning on a chicken legs. He entered and he found Baba Yaga, the bony-legged flefle. She said, the Russian smell was never heard of nor caught sight of here, but it has come by itself. Are you here for your own free will or by compulsion, my good youth? largely of my own free will and twice as much by compulsion. Do you know, Baba Yaga, where lies the thrice tenth kingdom? No, I do not, she said, and told him to go to her second sister because she might know. Interesting. That's some interesting stuff. So Ivan walks from some, for some time before encountering a small hut identical to the first. Uh, this Baba Yaga makes the same comments and asks the same question as the first. And Ivan asks the same question. This second Baba Yaga does not know either and directs him to the third, but says that if she gets angry with him and wants to devour you, take three horns from her and ask her permission to blow them. Blow the first one softly, the second one louder, and the third still louder. Ivan thanks her and continues on his journey. So if you anger her, pull her horns off. That'll make her feel better, right? I think she's trying to get her in trouble. Get that boy Ivan in trouble. Now, after walking for for some time, he eventually finds... Uh, the chicken-legged hut of the youngest of the three sisters, turning in an open field. The third and youngest of the Baba Yaga makes the same comment about the Russian smell before running to uh, to wet her teeth and consume Ivan. Ivan begs her to give him th- three horns, and she does so. First, he blows softly. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I kind of fucked up earlier. Horns, I thought he pulled the horn off her head and blew the fucking horn. Uh, but he blows the the first horn softly. The second one, you probably guessed it, louder. And then the third one, yeah, you guessed it, even louder. Now this causes birds of all sorts to arrive and swarm the hut. One of the birds is the firebird, uh, which tells him to hop on its back. Uh, Baba Yaga will eat him. He does so, and the Baba Yaga rushes him and grabs the firebird by its tail. The firebird leaves with Evan, leaving Baba Yaga behind with a fist full of feathers. Woo! Interesting. So, yeah, Baba Yaga is no goo. No goo. You know what I mean? 
Not for Ivans. Don't be an Ivan, at least. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Baba Yaga also appears on a variety of Lubki, which is singular Loboke, woodblock prints popular in the 17th and early 18th century Russia. In some, for in, uh, some instances, Baba Yaga appears astride a pig going to battle against a reptilian entity described as a crocodile. Could that be reptilians, Ray? Could be. What a world. Some scholars interpret this scene as a political parody. Peter the Great persecuted old believers who in, ter- in turn referred to him as a crocodile. Some Lubki feature a ship uh, below the crocodile with Baba Yaga dressed in what is to be identified as finished dress. Peter the Great's wife, Catherine uh, the First, was sometimes diversely referred to as Chukokonka, or Finnish woman. Uh, the Labak that features Baba Yaga dancing with a bagpipe playing bald man has been identified as a merrier depiction of the home life of Peter and Catherine. Alternately, uh, some of scholars have interpreted this Lupki motifs as if reflecting a concept of Baba Yaga as a shaman. The crocodile would in this case represent a monster who fights witches, and the print uh, would be something of a cultural melange. Now, that demonstrates an interest in a shamanism at the time. So that was uh, reflective of shamanism that time. According to the academic uh, Adrian Johns, neither of these two interpretations significantly changes the image of Baba Yaga, familiar from folktales. Either she can be seen as a literal evil witch, treated somewhat humorously in in these prints that you can see online, uh, or a figurative witch, an unpopular foreign impress, um, but both literal and figurative understandings of Baba Yaga are documented in the 19th century and were probably present at the time of those, all the, you know, these images were made from that time and earlier. You know what I mean? What do you think of that? What do you think? Well, I find it interesting because, in a sense, um, a witch is, some people may say a witch is a shaman, but there, there is a, a uh, slight difference between them. Which old the witch? The, yeah, witch? Oh, the Wicked Witch? No, nah, not really a shaman, but... Um, I know. I'm I, would, I, I would say a lower level. A witch is a lower level shaman. That's only from um, having speaking to some of them. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm getting that uh, basically this thing here seems to be kind of like a dark force. Yeah. That kind of presents itself as human is manipulative unpredictable and of course has been incorporated in the different legends uh, such as the Russian ones with the uh, emperor or the rulers and defending defending the old ways against the new yeah so it's it's yeah it's very uh, but if you're taking something that is a force from, let's say, another dimension or another world, and you're trying to describe it, you may not have anything in this world to be able to describe it as. So you try and come up with, with a description that um, kind of suits its nature. And if you see it as evil, you're going to portray it as evil. Yeah. Or something that disgusts you or the culture at that time. 
and they may have picked the old hag uh, type of type of thing uh, to kind of warn you off, to kind of, to make sure that you didn't want to be interested in this thing uh, because it was evil. So they made it look ugly. Right. Yeah, it's like um, you know. It also says here, you know, the realm that that it was in was when not traveling around. She and her hut resided within Feywild in a swamp known as Merkindra. Many types of hags were also known to inhabit this swamp. And it kind of reminds you of like, I remember in uh, earlier, maybe the first season, we did an episode on, um, was it dog people? Or what was it? It was like that. It was a cemetery or something. It was like a, a town. There, a yeah, town dog town. forgot about, huh? Dog town in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, we talked about how it was with probably these people that got kind of exiled from community ended up there and then they got a bad rap, you know what I mean? And they labeled them demons and witches and warlocks and ghouls and, you know what I mean? Freaks and all types of madness. Uh, it's got that vibe to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, as far as possessions go, Baba Yaga had several guardian animals uh, over her lifetime, Now, with the most prominent being cats. Some of these cats were mundane, while others were magical and intelligent. Cat lady, very cat lady, like to go into the dog town thing we were talking about. Beyond that, she had guard dogs, you know what I mean? Wolves and occasionally dire wolves, which that was also very dog towny. Um, these were typically uh, malnourished and lived either on her hut's porch or in the stables. All of her servants, animals or otherwise, tended to be uh, treated very poorly. Within the stables of her hut, she kept a group of magnificently well-bred horses, of uh, various types of magical livestock. You, know, you always want to have some magical livestock hanging around. Her stable sometimes housed Pegasus, nightmares and even intelligent horses capable of traveling freely freely between planes um what do you think of that uh it sounds like over time what happens is they took a lot of stories whether it's ancient greek uh pegasus and different things from that traveled around the world these stories and these myths and incorporated it into her story yeah so she became kind of like a uh, a controller of all these things, and that that would portray her, at least to the local people who had probably heard the other stories as well, um, as more powerful. Because look at that's Pegasus, that's ancient Greek, and there's this, that's from there. And like the, this witch, this thing can control all of these things, and they they were in that they're giving her more power. Yeah, are you familiar with nightmares? Not not the action, not like the sleeping thing, but. It's a different type of horse, like if, like you know, sometimes called hell horses or demon horses were fiendish. Uh, they're named after a terrible, terrible dream suffered by those that encountered them. They were wicked creatures. You know what I mean? I think they had the red eyes and they, uh, they, uh, what was it about their breath that uh, uh, something that their breath did? I forget what it was. But yeah, you have hellhounds. They're the horse equivalent of a hellhound. Yeah. Halitosis, that halitosis. Um, very, yeah, some crazy stuff. Um, now, whenever traveling outside of her hut, such as to chase after someone, she used a large magical flying mortar and pestle, 
made of iron. On occasion, the mortar resembled a cauldron. This mortar uh, would hover close to the ground while the pestle would be used to touch uh, the ground or steer the vessel like a rudder. Finally, she carried a broomstick alongside her in order to sweep away any evidence of her travel as she moved. Like I said, that's kind of where the broomstick comes with that whole, you know, Hollywoodized witch type situation. Uh, I've even seen the witches and cauldrons jumping around in video games. It's impact on pop culture, right? You know what I mean? Now, just before you think that Baba Yaga is a bad person, I just want you to know she's a single mother who adopted children. All right. She did good things. There's some good things for the bad that she did in this world, you know. And Baba Yaga helped to raise two humans, uh, Kostjic and Tasha. The former went on to become very well known on Toro, uh, while the other latter was mainly heard of in the world of Oerth. Korch became uh, a distinctly Feronian demon lord and had conflicts with Guatnafi. The, pow- uh, the powerful witch knew much about the deity Pislaflore, uh, a deity worshipped by Myconcrids of Toro, but did not share her knowledge with others. Many sages and adventurers were known to have uh, sought her out for vast knowledge of magic. Um, Archfree respected her powers, but were very cautious. Her relationship with deities was similar Similarly fickle, um, though she tended to associate with those of an evil alignment, as well as those who were tricksters or mischief makers. She was also known to associate with devils. You know what I mean? You know, some of the worshippers, some among the night hags, green hags, and anus hags were also known to worship Baba Yaga. You know what I mean? Some crazy stuff here. Uh, She was once prophesied that the ruler of Magturia, a reign of the Fedrak with multiple portals to Tori, would be slain by his own son. And I guess it must have happened for him or they wouldn't have brought it up. They don't go into it, though. Um, other rumors or legends real quick. We'll wrap it up with that is one legend stated that she had been outwitted by heroes on occasion who shoved her into an oven and trapped her in a lake of fire. Um, very Hansel and Gretel like the legend went on the state that despite seemingly dying, uh, would she always appear again? No worse for the weir because of this. Some believe that she was impervious to fire. She can't be affected by fire. Uh, many noted that Baba Yaga was somehow related to the night hags, green hags, and the honest hags. Um, she, ran, she ran in those circles, Ray. And when you run in those circles, you've got to be okay with n- being known by the company you keep. You know what I mean? Do you agree? Well, I, I agree. She also, uh, she walked a fine line there. I mean, she dealt with the deities, and then she dealt with the people, and she's had all these familiars with all of their powers. I mean, she was like one step below that deity, one one step below uh, the power of a demon, for instance. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, she might be able able to control them, but they never could get their their claws into her 
Um, she uh, multifaceted there uh, with a lot of different powers and went in a lot of different directions. I um, mean, if you were to take that entity, what she was beyond the legend, it would be a very powerful one. Yeah. Uh, one folktale claimed that Baba Yaga was so powerful that the very times of dawn, noon, and night were all subservient to her whims. Another room, that's pretty big. That's pretty heavy if that's real. Another rumor claimed that she had no legs and that her magical mortar and pestle were the only means of moving around. Now, that goes against her having those chicken legs, which I like to think she has chicken legs because it makes it a little more creepy. You know what I mean? That's how we I find it interesting. I find it interesting that she travels around in this mortar and pestle, and if you take uh, witches or even uh, when making potions today, uh, Wiccan, you use a mortar and pestle to grind, to grind your herbs, to put everything together. That's, that's what you use. Mm. But she used that to travel. That's very true. That now that you said that, I wonder if that's why they kept it that way, or if that you know they used them, and that's why they you know that's why they that that's where the folklore came from, something like that. Wow. Well, it could also be that you know you use that mortar and pestle, and depending upon what you grind in there, and if you uh, like snow to take that in, you may do some traveling of a different type. Hey, you know. If that's the case, maybe she's a good Baba Yaga after all. You know what I mean? But maybe she's bad news. Um, but what do you think of Baba Yaga? Uh, she sounds like a collection of different legends customized for the local region. I think that at one time, if you go back to the Aboriginal or the very old culture, there may have been a force or an entity there they couldn't understand. Yeah. And what they did was they wrapped these legends around that to try and explain it. They try and give it an identity. And they, they do that all around the world. If there's a force, if there's an entity that's not understood, then they apply names to it and give legends to it. And whatever it originally was or may still be uh, really isn't defined by, by the legends that came later. Yeah. So I think there, there may have been something in the dark forest there there may have been a power there that got a name and over time they started adding stories to it to try and understand it or to scare you off even. Right. To ju justify why it was there. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Very, it was very interesting stuff. You know what I mean? I, I, I the visuals are always big for me, as you know. So when I see these pictures of these the, the, these entities and such, the creepier the better, you know what I mean? And uh, this one definitely had the look, and witches always creep me out. I don't know what it is about witches. It's because it, it, it almost, you know, the, the witches that I knew growing up was, all, was always almost evil people, more so than ghouls and goblins, you know what I mean? This one has more of a spiritual, you know, entity, ghouls and, you know, you know, fit, fits that that persona a little bit, but the witch thing I think boiled down. I think they, it creeps kids out, and I guess me because I'm still bothered by it if I was to see some stuff like that, because it's the closest thing to reality I think for 
um, for someone to kind of comprehend it. You know, even it goes back to the thing with people that are kind of outcasted. Like you could go to your local grocery store and you could almost, you can just look around at the way people kind of carry themselves and stuff like that. And you could probably, if there was a, like an exiled person that was shit on by people and just kind of wanted to be left alone, you could see that person very, you could find them very easily by probably just rolling your carriage by them. Um, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like that, you know, th- that whole vibe would add to, you know, the creep factor to a kid because they would go, oh, shit, you know, you have the stranger danger type stuff. And, um, oh, they're unhappy. They're noticeably unhappy. So that's unpleasant. You know what I mean? That's scary. I think that there's a lot of that that goes into it, too. But uh, as we said before in the show, you know, the, the whole witch deal, I think, is bad rap stuff. Um you know, yeah, I'm sure there's very bad ones and there's very good ones. And of course, like much like anything, you know, the, if there's the, the, the few bad apples going to spoil that bunch every time, you know what I mean? That's just kind of how it goes. But, you know, with that being said, you know, we hope you enjoyed this episode on Baba Yaga, uh, the way that we did, uh, get on the Google. And uh, check out what this thing looks like. It's got a funky look to it. Something you definitely don't want to come down in the middle of the night and catch in your kitchen, for sure. Um, but maybe you could walk by her at the grocery store and let her get those eggs without being another negative impact in her life. You know what I mean? So with that being said, we wish everybody a happy, happy Wednesday. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. (laughs) 